for nine years in a row, ranking Arizona's number one most trusted referral network, rosieonthehouse.com. Information that you can't get anywhere else. And 30 years of Rosie on the House. Starting off hour number four of this Saturday's broadcast, 10 o'clock hour, we dive deep into one specific topic. I'd say we we like to bring in a specialist or an expert. Jury's still out on that uh, <laughs> for today's guest, but <laughs> we're joined with All About Water. You've been with the company 22 years? Yes, absolutely. 22 years uh, with All About Water, uh, and it's been an awesome ride. I, uh, I started out as just um, bagging ice at a water store. Uh, and I wanted to have the easiest job in high school, and I didn't want to flip burgers. So I started out with a, a water store with uh, Dave's All About Water in Chandler. And uh, I always had this knack of uh, wanting to learn about the water treatment that they had also. They had a, a part-time water store, but they their main thing was water treatment. So drinking water systems and water softeners. And it was just fascinating to know that our water here in Arizona, how bad it is, we can do something about it. And it's great to learn how to work on these pieces of equipment. So, um, and George, that long. in 22 years, mm-hmm. is the water treatment industry like a lot of other things where it was the same old, same old, same old, then there was just a wave of changes and new technology. And, you know, what, what you started with 22 years ago looks nothing like or works nothing like you are today. I mean, in the car, the outside shell may look the same, but the interior is quite quite more sophisticated than it once was. Oh, absolutely. We went from, uh, of course, water softeners that had no um, no automatic regenerations, right, where it would, they were just so darn wasteful. Uh, you'd waste a lot of water, waste a lot of salt, until we finally got into technology of, of counting water and, and mathematics and the algorithms and boards to be able to, to pick precise regeneration times and how much water and salt they're using. Uh, drinking water systems from just regular filters to finally, you know, reverse osmosis membranes for household usage. Um, big clunky filters that weren't, you know, very uh, sanitary to now hermetically sealed uh, capsulated filters. So just a lot of really great technology um, from water softeners to filtration. So really a lot of neat. And in all that technology, has there ever been a gizmo that um – truly softens water without an ionic exchange. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> we get it all the time. Uh, at All About Water, though, it's we do so many things with water treatment, uh, whatever somebody's really looking for, right? We try to steer them in the best direction that we can to, to let them know this is really what you're going to want for your household needs. Um, but if someone's just looking for a filter for the house or someone's really looking at um, – uh, ion exchange for calcium magnesium like our water specialists are awesome they go into a house they break down the water show you what's inside of it tell you what's what's going to work what's really not going to work is there the the hocus pocus something that you can put on the home that you don't have to add salt or potassium to um, and, but there are other alternatives to soft water which we have as well so everybody has a choice on what they're doing I didn't understand it until about a year ago the times people would call and say hey i'm considering this system this salt-free system for softening the home I'm like why do we get so many calls on saturday morning well 
I, I usually here on Saturday mornings, but with the family schedule, there's a couple Saturdays a year I've got to be out for their junior rodeo events, and the TV was on in the hotel, and the advertisement for this company came on. I thought, you know what? I'll sit here and watch that. And after It was like a four- or five-minute infomercial at least. And I'm like, I get it now. Mm-hmm. This is some serious um, – you, you get done, and, and I see why people buy into it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> but I, I can't believe it's on the air. I'm like, this is just criminal. <laughs> I watch it, and it, it, my wife gets mad at me, right, because I'm, <laughs> I'm channel surfing, and it comes on this – infomercial on no salt, no potassium, great water, every location, right? And I and I just stare at it, and she goes, are you going to watch this again? My daughter walks in, are you watching this again, Dad? I'm like, yeah, it's going to make me pull my the hair out. The vein and the <laughs> yeah. forehead's pumping. Yeah, I'm like, oh, my goodness. And it's amazing. Um, we get people that call us then. Um, it's, it's, it's amazing and a great feeling, though, when you can go into a house and they have our water treatment or they don't, and – and you explain the benefits and the differences in the products, and then once they have the real information, they go, "Oh my gosh, I didn't realize right that it it does paint this picture so well on that uh, on the big long infomercial, but then when you break it down and you're going over it, they're like that that can't work, not in Arizona, and we're like, no this is this is where you want to be, <laughs> and once they have it in, they're like, "We made the best decision." That's awesome. So let's talk a little bit about what water treatment can be, because there's there's you were you were alluding to it a minute ago. There's many different levels. I mean, some people just want to get the chlorine out mm. for the drinking water. Absolutely, you you know, pass it through an activated carbon charcoal filter. Boom, you're mm-hmm. done. Then you want to get the floaties out. You know, so talk about those levels of treatment. We're basically uh, we're blessed. And that, generally speaking, we're being delivered safe drinking water to our home. Absolutely. Uh, EPS safe. Everything's great. Uh, it's. I love this transition in here. When we go to, out to eat, uh, my family does this awesome thing where it's the sniff, taste, and then push away, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> um, we're water snobs. We love our, our drinking water. I, and, you know, they accuse me that I said, no, I'm a water purist. <laughs> I just want water. It's not water snob. I'm Water purist. I'm going to steal that H2O. from you. H2O. <laughs> We're going to go from water snobs to water purist. Um, but there's, we love reverse osmosis. That's the that's what I love in the home. Um, I love removing all that. The like what Ro, uh, Rosie was saying, the the floaties out of the water. So not only can we remove the chlorine out of the water, which is disgusting, and you can smell it sometimes. It's just horrible. Um, but then being able to take that water and break down and remove all the really harmful and disgusting things that are in our water with reverse osmosis. But like Rosie was saying, you can do a a, a, a filter, a carbon filter, and that's going to polish it up pretty darn good. Uh, but in Arizona, where we have so much more than just chlorine in the water, and then we have dead organic in the water, uh, calciums in the magze- magnesium, salt in the water. Uh, and then you get that report like every six months, once a year, that gives you all the breakdowns in the water. So it's fascinating to see, oh, wow, we have trace residuals of all this gunk in the water and what a reverse osmosis can take out, which may be a, a sediment filter, maybe just doing dirt and sediment uh, versus the chlorine filter, you know, with carbon-activated charcoal to remove the chlorine out of the water. And then getting into a reverse osmosis system to be able to do that. 
Uh, and then we have homeowners that do whole house reverse osmosis systems up in Black Canyon City, New River, <laughs> on well water, a lot of arsenics. They, you know, it's a it's a commodity that we need water and we don't want those things in the water. So we have an answer for everything out there. And for a typical installation under a kitchen sink, describe what the reverse osmosis does to the water step oh. by step. Perfect. Uh, so a step-by-step reverse osmosis is you have a, a pre-filtration on the unit, which is going to remove your dirt and chlorine out of the water, larger particulates, and you have to remove chlorine out of the water because when you get to the reverse osmosis membrane, what's going to take anything that's a .00025 micron and smaller, yeah, really small water particles, your really good water, it's going to go through that membrane and send it into, you usually see a tank underneath the sink as well. It's going to send it into that tank, and then it has some the, – the particulates that are bigger than that are going to ship out to drain. Right? We don't need those. We're getting rid of them. We're going to put it back in the water supply. And then it goes through a post filter, uh, an activated charcoal filter, usually coconut shell carbon filter. That's what gives you that nice sweet quality taste when you get it right from the faucet. So that's that, that breakdown of each filter that goes through there. And how often are you recommending people change their filters? I think some people are surprised. Oh, I need to change those? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, a fabulous question. Uh, and everything on the market is usually 6 to 12 months. Uh, and I go through um, different big box stores, and I'll hear you know somebody asking somebody, and they'll say, "Well, when, once you start getting low pressure, change those filters." And I'm like, "What? No!" Uh, or you hear the once the water starts tasting bad, do that, <laughs> right? Uh, but most models on the market are like six months. Uh, just because, keep in mind, you're removing all the dirt and uh, sediment out of the water. Then you're removing all that chlorinated, the chlorinated water to protect us, and then it's trapping it in that filter. Uh, I always tell people, take like a, um, um, a, a bottle of water that has no chlorine in it, take a pinch of dirt, put it in there, put the cap, and throw it into the cabinet. And then see what that looks like in six months. Once things start growing in there, you're going to know, <laughs> oh, my gosh, right? That's in my water now passing through the system. So pretty neat little experiment they can do as well. But six to 12 months is usually the filters. So people that live here during the winter and are gone for the summer, I mean, you put one filter in when you, you come in in October and then you rip it out. You wouldn't want to leave that filter that whole month you're not there. Well, you, yeah, I've heard people do that. Where the, you know, I've seen people take a, ref, a filter out and put it in the refrigerator, and they're you know because they, they don't they don't want it on the system. You don't need to do any of that. Uh, if what I tell my winter visitors that are here is, you get in October time frame, have those filters changed. You're going to get that six months usage out of it, uh, and then when you're back. Uh, that following October, you know, have those filters changed again. Because most filters, uh, not only do you have a shelf life of how much it can take out um, usage-wise, but then also after a certain amount of time, things will grow and you can't stop it. So um, winter visitors, like I said, I usually tell them once a year. When they get in, have them changed and get that four to six months usage out of them. We're here with George Funkhauser, the service manager for All About Water, Rosie Certified Water Treatment Specialist. For the Valley of the Sun, although uh, I've had them travel quite far. They've gone to the White Mountains and treated water for us in the past. And you said you were just recently up there? You are trying to... 
still about six, over there in the six seven months ago. Nutrioso we area. Nutrioso. Nice. All right. Yeah. Yep. Taking care of the water system we put on a church up there. Beautiful Nutrioso, Arizona. So we're, we'll be back with George talking a little bit more about water treatment. We've kind of taken water under the kitchen counter and made it drinkable. Now, how about if we want to start treating water for the whole house? And what does it mean, salt-free? And what is salt-free treatment really accomplishing? All of that when we get back. All day I face the barren waste without the taste of water. Old Dan and I with throats burned dry and souls that cry. Join with George Funkhauser. That's it. That's Flozzi Funkhauser of All About Water. You've been with the company 22 years, purifying and delivering pure water to the consumer. If, if y'all are contemplating water treatment at your house or you have questions about it or you have questions about some of the advertising you've seen, give us a ring at one 767 4348 There's a lot of bad information about your industry, uh, about what is or isn't safe to consume. I've told people for years that if the water treatment salesperson at your house is trying to scare you into a purchase because of the poisonous water that's being delivered to your home, you, that's a key indicator you've got the wrong people at your house. You know another one I hear all the time? Well, they're getting ready to outlaw water softeners because the salt content, and they've already outlawed it in all these other states and blah, 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 blah. Gosh, we hear it all the time. Yeah. And, and yeah, if someone's telling you the water's poisonous and don't drink it and you have to put one of these in, kick them out of the house. <laughs> uh, kick them out. Uh, when our reps come out to the home, it's, it's, a, it's a great experience because it's really just educational. Um, and we love to leave them. If they're not ready to do something, we love to just leave them information. But we, yeah. we like to tell them everything and make well, them feel comfortable. Well, let, let's do educate them a little bit because some of the alternate systems that they could possibly be looking at – uh, include magnets, mm-hmm. right? That's okay. that's one that's been around for a while. Yep. Uh, there are other that include electric current uh, that's been around a while. Uh, and I always ask people, what is it you're trying to get done? You know, what what are you trying to do in in purchasing this water treatment equipment? I mean, I can remember uh, in, in South Louisiana growing up. My grandparents would very often fill a pitcher of water, which was very heavy in iron down there, rusted everything. Uh, but they would just fill a pitcher of water and set it up on the counter and stir it two or three times over the course of the day and then stick it in the refrigerator. They were just aerating it and letting it off gas. Well, they were treating their water. Mm-hmm. That, that little wooden spoon was a water treatment system. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> So what, you know, I ask people, what are you trying to get done? Many of the folks that have been raised in a home with soft water say, well, I want soft water like I had you know, when I was growing up. Uh, I understand there are two ways to get soft water. You can do it with ionic exchange, which requires salt. Or you can do it through nanofiltration. But from what I understand, to do a nanofiltration for a home, you're north of $40,000, and you're in filters that occupy one whole bay of a two-car garage. 
It's just not feasible. It's not too feasible. <laughs> the, the best way that I, that I tell homeowners is still going to be through ion exchange, whether you're using the sodium chloride salt or an alternative to using potassium chloride, right? Uh, that's a big thing. Uh, I've, we have a lot of customers uh, that will tell me, um, my doctor says I can't have soft water because it's adding too much sodium to the water. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because it could be in a retirement community where their salt content is already over 1,200 parts per million. <laughs> and I'm going, <laughs> you probably shouldn't live here. You need to move to a better part of the <laughs> valley. <laughs> just, just the water being delivered to your tap. Yes, the yeah. water delivered from the tap being that. And the funny thing is it, having an ion exchange unit is going to add about 10 to 50 parts per million more salt content to the water, which is so undetectable in like plant life and dietary intake. There's no reason not to use that. Um, so we always tell people, use, use the, the sodium for the softener. Again, um, being an eco-water dealer, they have uh, an, an option to use potassium chloride, which is awesome. And potassium chloride does use a little bit more. It's 15% more potassium to use to do that ion exchange. Um, but uh, it, it's an alternative for people. The nano filtration is awesome, but yeah, you have you have to have the space for it. Yeah, you, you know, you're gonna have some big holding tanks, three to six hundred gallons, taking up a lot of room in a in a garage. Uh, the nano filter is gonna remove that calcium and magnesium as well. Um, but yeah, it, it's an expensive item where you can do a fraction of the cost for doing a whole house system into the home uh, in a conventional water softener or refiner that we carry. And those ion exchange units are typically smaller than your water heater. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, about, uh, depending on what you, you're looking at doing, we've got cabinet models, which are nice. Yeah. A fraction of the size of your water heater. Uh, and then we have the uh, two tank systems, which primarily people see out there. They have a big storage tank that the salt goes into, and then next to it is a tower. But yeah, not typ- typically taking any more space than the regular water heater in the home. I want to talk a little bit about what those two canisters do. Where, you know, what what's going on inside that equipment? All right. So <laughs> we don't we don't have time to cover it right now and we have Alina on the line right now who's in an apartment wants to know what her options might be. We're going to need to take a little break right now. Alina, you'll be the first call we get back to. There is an open line if you'd like to jump on one 767 talking water treatment at your home or at your apartment. And welcome back to Rosie on the House, where we're diligently trying this hour to kind of clear up some of the misconceptions or confusion that you may have about water treatment. It is one industry that's probably drowned in more snake oil than any other industry uh, other than insulation and radiant barriers. <laughs> we're, we're here uh, uh, this morning with our expert from All About Water. Uh, George Funkhauser, the service manager for uh, Dave over there at uh, All About Water. Been there 22 years, is that what you said? 22 years. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Listen, I want to go to the callers because I told Alina we'd get to her as quick as we could. Let's bring her up. There, There is an open line. If you'd like to ask George any question about water treatment, it would be a good opportunity to jump in here without a busy signal. one 767 
Alina, am I pronouncing your name correct? Actually, it's Elena, but you know what? Pretty uh, close enough. Elena. Okay, Elena. What yeah. is your, what's your question for George? Well, I tell you, I moved from a house which had reverse osmosis, loved the whole water treatment, moved into an apartment, and now I'm stuck. I don't know what to do. I've been going down buying the water from the little machines, and I'm like, I need something in my shower. I need something in my faucet. I need something in my dishwasher. But it's like, what do I do? I'm in an apartment now. Excellent, excellent question. Uh, reverse osmosis, we can definitely still do for an apartment complex. Uh, we have alternatives to when they tell you you can't drill a hole in the, in the countertops. So there's alternatives <laughs> there that we can yeah. definitely do to get you done. A reverse osmosis is a small unit that goes under your sink and is just drinking water. Absolutely. You yeah. don't shower with reverse osmosis That's water. Correct. You could. No. It would be expensive. <laughs> no, but I do not like this hard water, uh, hard water because... I've got one of those electric glass tea kettles, and it was horrible. I had to decalcify that within about four weeks. Oh, I bet. Yeah. I have noticed in some apartment complexes um, that they have um, uh, loops in them. Uh, It's very rare that that happens, uh, but we do have alternative things, filters, things like that you can put on the shower to help with that. Um, The great thing is you could probably have one of our specialists come out and at least take a look, see what you have going on there. Uh, Maybe something that they can do for you, but uh, on the whole home situation for showering and laundry, things like that. But definitely, I know we can get you taken care of on drinking water. Oh, fantastic. All righty. Can I stay on the line and get the information or just go to Rosemary? Well, well, either way, uh, George, give her the contact information. Awesome. You can, a couple things. Our phone number is the 480-892-7. Five five six, and we're also at ecowateraz.com. Um, and so spell uh, that E C O W A T E R A Z. I'm sorry, I interrupted oh, okay. you. But that's the brand of equipment y'all primarily distribute. Correct. Mm-hmm. That's the manufacturer. Eco E C O. Is it two C's? Uh, nope. Nope, okay. just E-C-O and then W-A-T-E-R, Eco Water. And I don't know what happened, but I was on the line with uh, Aaron, who was calling in, 623 area code. It used to mean West Side, but anymore with cell phones. That, it could be anywhere. It could be anywhere. Um, he had just moved into a home, had a water softening unit on it that has been in bypass mode. And I think his question was, how do what, what's my steps getting it working again? But the, the call just dropped. Oh, perfect. Well, hopefully you still listen out there uh, because we uh, not only do we sell products, of course, we service. And we service all makes and major brands out there. And our motto always is to fix first, replace second, right? If somebody has something in their home and it's worth fixing and uh, we, we go that route first always through our service department. And those same phone number we gave and the same email, uh, we'd be more than happy to, to get them scheduled, get out to the home. Uh, we even have a, a specialist that we have, and if they're new homeowners, have no idea what they have. They want a tutorial, and we're going to send him out, and he'll go over what do they have in the home. Is it worth fixing or replacing as well? And, and they do that. we do that at no cost or obligation, so it's really neat to have him come out also. Let's take a minute and talk through. You talk uh, uh, about the water treatment equipment, the water softener specifically we're going to talk about right now. 
What do those canisters, what happens inside those canisters? Awesome. Uh, inside the canisters, we have the, the resins that do the ion exchange. And in That's air, the sealed. The sealed big compartment, yep. usually a tall tower with that yep. control head on top. So you got root beer colored plastic beads in mm-hmm. there. Yeah, root beer colored plastic beads, but unfortunately no root beer comes out. <laughs> okay. uh, and then we have carbon in there as well, which separates kind of water softeners that most people have conditional water softeners um, or conditioners. And then we have the refiners. And the refiner, not only will it soften the water with the ion exchange media in there, we have a carbon base in there also that removes all the chlorine, dirts, odors out of the water uh, and protects the life and integrity of those resin beads that are inside there. And um, as the water passes through, of course, the the ion exchange beads are going to Hold on to that calcium and release the sodium, which gives you that softer, you know, mineral that comes into the home. And every few days that thing says, hey, recharge these beads back up, clean that carbon off. And that's where we get into the salt or the potassium. It creates a brine. So it puts water into your tank and then sucks that brine water out, making sure that all those root beer colored beads and carbon get the salt water attaching to them, backwashing, cleaning it all out. And you'll notice they all have drains, so they're going to take all that salt water out and just get rid of it. It sends it to the drain, so that way you don't have that ocean, you know, flavored water coming back through into the house when you use it. And when you say all that, what's the parts per million on that deposit? I mean, is that something you could drain onto a plant outside and... Um, I don't recommend taking that discharge water and doing that, but I have customers that do it. Again, depending on the type of model that you have into the home, uh, the, the eco water unit is so darn um, friendly. So when we were listening to the previous hour and we are talking about the water conservation and how important it is, it got me jazzed up because I'm like, oh, that's why I love the product that we, that we use and, and sell. Uh, it's going to be the most salt and water efficient unit on the market. So it, it, it hardly uses any salt when it's doing its charge. Like three and a half, four pounds of salt is what it's using to clean itself out. And then it's going to use, let's say, 30 gallons of water for that whole backwash. So it's usually less than what somebody takes into a shower. And then, of course, that brine water, as it gets backwashed and through the system, it's rinsing it out. So you could put it on the ground. You're not going to hurt anything. But uh, typically we like to let the... The uh, cities reclaim that water, put it on our golf courses and parks and things anyway. Very good. Well, we better get to the callers. They've loaded up the lines here. Let's start with Larry, who called in first. Larry's got a great question. Larry, thanks for calling Rosie on the house. Let me introduce you to George Funkhauser of All About Water. What's your question, Larry? I'm I'm a maintenance man for a rather large company here in the Valley. We have a total of 60 uh, very large swamp coolers, commercial swamp coolers. And it is costing us a fortune because of the simple fact uh, we get so much calcium in the water, I can't get the projected five years' worth of use out of these pads. Uh, I just replaced 30 of the swamp coolers last year, and we went with aviation aluminum because the, uh, the galvanized steel cabinets were rotting right through within a matter of five or six years. All right. George, is there a way he could treat that water prior to introducing it to the evaporation? Uh, definitely. You can definitely use soft water pa- passing through those systems. It just depends on how, how big of a commercial size unit that you're probably going to need to pass through the ion exchange media to do that. But I mean, definitely that would help you. Softened water is going to take out all that 
mineral buildup that he's got on the fins and on the pads. Yeah, that calcium and magnesium. It's just it's it's going to remove all that. Now we're still going to have mineral deposits in the water. There's still a lot of salt content, like we were talking about earlier, in the water supply still. Um, but removing the calcium and magnesium, which is the biggest deterrent, and you know it's calcifying up those pads and not getting longevity out of them. Uh, soft water is definitely going to help with that. Well, he said he had evap coolers. On on the screen here, it says we've got a vap coolers. We're sir. I didn't know he had sixty of them. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty big. That's pretty big. Says. Let's go out to Bob in surprise. He wants to know. He's got a specific question. Bob, good morning. So my question is: is uh, have a well and a septic system. Uh, we've had the water tested. It's got like one ten TDS, four grains of uh, hardness, um, but it's it's a well. So what kind of treatment would you recommend for that? I mean, we're just kind of headed to drinking water straight out of the ground. We have underground storage, 5,000-gallon tank of underground storage, and that's never been cleaned. So, I mean, how, how would you treat a well? Excellent question. Uh, I would do uh, just a regular conditional, a conventional water treatment system, such as a conditioner or a water softener. Um, and I would also do uh, a reverse osmosis system. Uh, and uh, before you do all that, I know you said you had the water tested. Uh, our specialists, when they come out, they're really good on grabbing samples. Uh, we go through a process of having that water lab analyzed as well. And then we always tell people about once a year, reanalyze that water just to make sure that everything's staying the same and you're removing everything out of the water. But uh, just a regular water softener in that case would be great. Uh, and then top it off with a drinking water system under the sink. You'd have the best of both worlds. Y'all regularly put equipment on wells. We do, yeah. yeah. Uh, Prescott, we do quite a bit. Uh, like I said, New River, Black Canyon City, um, just different little outskirts areas as well where um, uh, we put in the water treatment on wells as well. So absolutely. Very good. Well, let's uh, stay with the callers. Let's go to Rob. Uh, as we get to Rob, on topics of well real quick, you would – I don't – I'm not familiar with the commercial side. You know, you had the guy with the vap coolers. I know there's huge hotels that the whole thing is soft, and we're talking massive equipment. In a shared well situation, is there any solution to offering soft water to every – just to how if there's four homes on it or five homes, just everything out of the holding tank is softened at the well holding tank before it's distributed? I'm sure there probably is. We have a residential license for our water treatment and plumbing license, so we stick with primarily residential. We don't get into commercial. Um, but absolutely, there's we have. I, it's a horrible idea. I'm just thinking through it out loud. Because if you're doing it at the holding tank, so much of those that water is being used for livestock and gardens. <laughs> Better be, to be in the home. Mm-hmm. Do it at the house. Mm-hmm. That's a horrible idea. Yep. <laughs> I should have thought that through before I asked it. <laughs> Rob, welcome. Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, I've been uh, wanting to put an RO uh, in for quite a while, and the issue that I have is I, I only will do it if I could tie it into my sub-zero fridge with the in, indoor dispenser system. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen in the past, though, when people have done that, that they really reduce the the flow of the water coming out of the dispenser and it takes forever to fill up a cup of water. Um, has that gotten better with technology? Uh, technology's gotten so much better. Uh, and in fact, 
when you get into the eco water product, there there are pumps that you can put onto them. Um, pumps that are electrical driven that can drive that water and then they have really neat things called permeate pumps which uh, take the storage uh, that you have in capacity and bring you back up to like let's say line pressure so uh, quick lesson on how ROs work basically that water comes in so let's say you have 70 pounds of water pressure coming into the home after it passes through the RO you have let's say 35 pounds at best coming into the the RO going over to a refrigerator and ice maker. A permeate pump will take and ratchet that pressure back up to 70 pounds, get you more pressure, and and basically shut off at line pressure, what you have in. And then there's delivery pumps. So you take the RO water and you drive it to the refrigerator. And we have many customers that do that as well because they want that higher pressure, especially if they're coming into yeah. the home already starting at a lower pressure. Yeah. So absolutely. All right, Rob, we appreciate the call. Hope that gives you a good Answer, uh, if Rob wanted to get a hold of somebody at Icklewater. Absolutely. Again, that number, 480-892-7556 and ecowateraz.com. We'll be right back. Wrapping up your education this morning on water treatment with George Funkhauser of All About Water. Thanks again for taking, you know, Saturday's a work day for us. It's everybody else's day off. And thanks, thank you and your family for allowing you to mooch in on family time and come up here and help educate the Arizona homeowners about water treatment. Well, no problem. And Saturday is also a work day for us. Is so. it? <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. Yep, absolutely. Well, what have we not covered that people need to know? Um, I, the first thing I, I, I tell people is, look, in the equipment you're looking at, if you're considering water treatment, if it doesn't carry the Water Quality Association seal, mm-hmm. quit looking at it. That that's step one. Absolutely, the testing and validating for like the Water Quality Association is is a big thing in the industry. And um, what you want to do is let, let's see, look at that seal of approval and see exactly what it's pertaining to. We want to make sure that the whole system has a WQA. Uh, certificate on it, not just, let's say, a, a component. So a faucet for a drinking water system may have a, a WQA certification on it, but that doesn't mean the whole unit has oh, a WQA. Oh, seriously? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> well, so it's more confusing than I thought. It can be extremely confusing for consumers, and that's why, you know, the, the, the best thing is when you have that specialist out, you know, and you want to come loaded with those questions, the ones that you really want to get answered right the, the the misconceptions out there that's what those specialists do for you they're going to break down everything and show you that this is what this does this is what this certification means this is what we have so it's extremely important to to get one of those specialists in the home to go over any questions you may have when choosing water treatment you know this is the equipment i have at my house and i think the first year or two i owned it i i changed the filters underneath the kitchen sink and then one time I I was busy. I couldn't get to it. I knew they were overdue. I just called y'all and had y'all do it. And then when I saw how y'all do it, mm-hmm. I thought, I don't think I'm going to do it by myself anymore. <laughs> talk, through, talk through the sterilization and sanitizing 
of those canisters. I mean, you can't just reach in there with your hand and screw the filter on and off. Absolutely. Um, different com- different units have different ways of, of, of sanitizing, but you are correct. Sanitizing is going to be extremely important when it comes to drinking water systems uh, and how the process is. And it's so great when, when we're putting something in for somebody, we always let them know also that first time you have us come out, just watch us. And it's it, it's great because some people look at it and go, oh, I think I could do this myself. And halfway through it, they go, you know what? I'm just going to have you guys come out and do yes. it, right? I, I can do it, but I don't I don't really want to do it. And, and then we go over really the value of of that. Really, that's the big thing for us is going over the value, going over uh, like you have at your home. It's got the, a monitored system to tell you how much water that you're using. So we love to show people that at 99 cents a gallon that you're buying. Uh, into the home and you're using 2.4 gallons a day, we can show them, man, look what we just saved you. We saved you $400 this year of going out and buying bottled water versus just having this product into your home. And that, that's eye-opening for a lot of consumers. They go, wow, I'm saving money. If, if I could be king for a day, I would take plastic bottled water off every store shelf in America. I would be your best friend. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you stop to think of the mountain of unrecycled plastic bottles that are just filling the landfills, mm-hmm. the roadsides, the oceans. I mean, it just it just creeps me out. It's it's so creepy, it, 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 and it's a great. Uh, one of my installers was talking the other day. He goes, uh, he was putting a unit in for somebody, and he said, "Hey, I've got some water here for you." And uh, and he looked at me and says, "No, no, no, no. I know what kind of water you have. That's why I'm here." <laughs> um, so uh, uh, it really neat to be able to do what we do in homes for people, and yeah, getting rid of those bottles out of there and having something right at the home, twenty four seven. You're using it, and a fully monitored system to tell you when it's time to change those filters is another thing. You asked earlier how and when. Our products tell you exactly when to do something. I so love really that little it. flashing green light on my, on my RO system. And I love the monitor that's mounted on, in my pantry that tells me how many days of salt I have left and what the usage and consumption and efficiency. I love digesting all the information on that little screen. I love that, too. And the new series is Wi-Fi, and we'll get you set up on that sometime as well. You don't need that little remote in the home anymore. You can get it right to your cell phone, laptop, you know, oh. tablet. Awesome. All right. Awesome. George Funkhauser, the service manager from All About Water. If they wanted to get a water tech out to their property, how would they do that? Oh, awesome, guys. It's 480-892-7556 and also ecowateraz.com. Spell that. E-C-O-W-A-T-E-R-A-Z.com. All right, folks, we're signing off now, but don't get scared. You've got our website, rosieonthehouse.com, to help you all week long. And I promise we'll be back next Saturday morning.